News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, as you may have heard on the show yesterday, the Climate Change Advisory Council are looking to make people less reliant on fossil fuels. But will the cost of living force people to rely on the likes of turf burning this winter or would that be literally adding fuel to the global warming fire? We're joined by Independent TD for the Roscommon Galway constituency, Michael Fitzmaurice, and the environmental journalist and commentator, John Gibbons. Uh, Michael, uh, to you first, do you think uh, burning turf and burning uh, peace is uh, one of the solutions to the energy crisis uh, this winter? Well, first of all, Shane, it's any port in a storm. Um, If you talk to, especially the timber merchants, because generally in Ireland there's a certain amount of turf coat every year that says, you know, I'm a contractor, so I'll announce that first before John tells me what I am. Um, And uh, we would notice that people just cut enough for their own house for their own fire, but I would urge people if they have any spare bit, uh, if there's any people in desperate situations to make sure that they help them out. In talking to the fuel merchants around the country um, in the line of timber and in the line of coal, um, they are telling me that there's a huge um, a number of calls at the moment of concerned people uh, to make sure that they have enough resources uh, for this winter because there's a fear out there at the moment uh, that we will basically... Uh, if the lights go out, obviously you need some, something to keep you warm, and um, those are the only obvious choices. Okay, okay. Um, how about that, um, John Gibbons? Any port in a storm, people need something to heat their homes. Uh, good morning, Shane. As you say, um, this is a hell of a way to put fuel on the fire. Um, we're, we're we've had a devastating summer right across Europe. It just about missed Ireland, but practically every country in Europe this year has had one of the most extreme summer heatwaves ever recorded. Uh, parts of the American Midwest and West Coast are now experiencing up to 50 degrees centigrade. Uh, this has all been driven by, well, we know what it's been driven by. And the last thing we need to do in a climate emergency is to pile up the turf or other fuel on top of that fire and make it worse. And turf, Shane, for, is, is, is a particularly uh, bad example for a number of reasons. The, the Apart, obviously, from the CO2 involved in it, uh, a typical hectare of, of intact bog uh, draws down and holds 10 times more carbon than the equivalent hectare of rainforest. So our bogs are fantastic carbon sinks, and it is an act of environmental vandalism of the highest order for anybody, especially a public representative, in the middle of a climate emergency to be suggesting that we destroy our bogs, the bogs that we depend upon. Okay, Michael uh, Fitzmaurice, environmental uh, vandalism. In the middle of an energy crisis and a war going on, it is... um, very important that a politician puts their people first and when you put your people first at the moment the first thing we need to do is keep people uh, warm keep electricity with them and also keep food on the table which uh, with the way some of this agenda is being pushed at the moment let's deal with a few facts here the likes of china has 1150 uh, coal mines going germany is opening coal mines at the moment a minister yesterday and rightly so um, looked for Shannon or um, Lanesborough and Shannon Bridge, which would be a resource for us, where there's plenty of biomass, thankfully, in the country at the moment, where we can make sure we secure electricity to keep our people, basically to keep the lights on. Okay. Second of all, if you look um, at the things that John would have promoted down through the year, wind energy, and I hope that offshore wind works, 
but we're eight to ten years away. Um, at the moment, unfortunately, the wind wasn't blown. So what is happening at the moment? It's not the ordinary person out there, the bit that they use. If you look at the state the, 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 to generate electricity at the moment between gas and, and oil, what we have to use. And we have no other choice. Let's okay. be honest about okay. this. Okay. Okay. And let's live in a real world. It's not oh. what John's world is. A okay, John, you're not living in the real world. Yeah, Michael said that he, he represents his people. I just wonder who these people are. And, and you did correctly introduce yourself, Michael, as a chair, chair, chairman of the Turf Cutters and Contractors Association, right? So there is a thing that says, well, of course you're going to say this because this is your actual bread and butter apart from your, your public representative job. So I do think, with the greatest of respect, it's a little invidious for the chairman of the Turf Cutters and Contractors Association to be coming on and telling us that we need to cut turf and do more contracting. So, I mean... I just think there's a, a massive if, conflict if, if of interest John, here, Michael, that we just can't get around. We just can't John, get around. John, if you did listen yeah. to me, but obviously you didn't I did. listen no, to I me. No, I listened to your introduction, said, Michael, If you yeah. did listen to me, what I did say was that um, as a contractor, and I announced it first to be ahead of you, um, because generally that old snowball is always thrown. Um, generally, um, what, what I did say is that people, in my, in, go, when I go around and domestic turf cutting, John, in case you didn't hear people, enough turf for their own house, their own fire, they cut just what they normally cut. And what I did say, if you did listen to me, is that the timber merchants and the coal merchants are inundated with calls of people being afraid. Where does the coal come from, John? Well, you're not better use something in your own country. And second of all, the timber merchants, there's actually timber coming in from Latvia and other countries where people are very... Um, afraid at the moment okay. that they will be without a fire this week. All right, let, let John respond to that, Michael. Yeah, I mean, any public representative who's concerned about keeping their, their, their public warm and who's concerned about other threats that, that the public face, and particularly a climate emergency, I would suggest that person would be pushing, would be pointing out, for example, that wind energy, which Michael was attempting to disparage there, is one of the reasons why uh, we've actually managed to keep the lights on in Ireland, that up to 40% of our power uh, is coming from wind energy. It's also keeping electricity prices down. Every day that the wind doesn't blow, uh, electricity prices go up in Ireland, and I just think it would be very useful for Michael to maybe well, just, just uh, let the, get, get a little, the a little uh, information with regard to renewable in, energy. In fairness, John, if you do read if you do read the stats, John, and if you read DPA reports in uh, the wind energy, unfortunately, and I'm a supporter of it once it works, but unfortunately, when you read the EPA report, uh, we were eight percent down on wind year on year when we did do up our carbon emissions. Second of all, over the last few months, we were in deep trouble with the wind. And I don't know if, if you want to go back and look at the stats, that's what it'll tell you. Michael Fitzmaurice isn't opposed to wind offshore energy. But what we have to do in the next few months is make sure over the next six months, winter is coming. We're not going to magically uh, basically create electricity out of nothing. And what we have to do is whatever resources is there, be it gas, be it wind, be it coal, be it a bit of turf. Whatever has to be used, we've got to make sure right. the people of this country John are Gibbons, not afraid John Gibbons, last word to you. Winter. John Gibbons. Sure. Uh, funny, 12 months ago, Michael was making exactly the same argument, and there was no Ukraine war, and there was no uh, energy crisis uh, as such. So basically, it's we'll just keep burning turf no matter what. There's 1,300 people, Michael, a year, as you know, who die in this country from air pollution. That's eight times the number of people who die in road the deaths. The one thing I have to over the next six months well, is 1,300 people not dying from fuel yeah. poverty. When we look at the moment, the 54% of our people now are in fuel poverty. 
and those people have to be minded this winter. Let's That's sort right. out things when the and war is, is easing off or when we have okay, other okay, choices. Let John, let John. Not John, not John, not John, when we're within, when we're within okay. a few weeks of a winter where we don't have the option. All right, Michael, you made your point. John, to, to finish. Yeah, as I say, um, the hospital the hospital beds in constituencies up and down the country, but especially in areas where turf is burned, are, are there's many people in those hospital beds who are there because of respiratory conditions and their constituents too. And I think they should be represented. Okay, we, and yeah, we will leave it there. Independent TD for Roscommon Galway, Michael Fitzmaurice, and environmental journalist and commentator John Gibbons. Thanks to both of you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know what you think. Five two one six had a cost of thirty cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.